Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, everybody, we are back with another edition of Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry doing it all over again. Lots to get to today. We've got some movie news on the way. I'll let you know my thoughts on In the Heights. I got a chance to see it with my daughter this past week. And also, uh, we lost one of the great character actors of all time uh, this past week, Ned Beatty. And we're going to go through his career every step of the way from 1972 on. And, you know, he's, he's one of those character actors that it's fun to do a show like this, Chuck, because uh, he's been in so many different movies and so many different roles. We're probably going to be talking about a lot of movies we haven't brought up in quite some time. Um, so we'll get to that a little bit later on. But let's bring him in now. Chuck, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, Mike. How you doing? Good, good. A- another busy show ahead. And, uh, you know, you got a chance to see In the Heights last week. And my daughter and I sat down for it. Debated going to the theaters to go see it. But my AMC stock's doing so well, they don't need me to go to the theaters right now. So... We decided to watch really? it. Really? Okay. <laughs> we decided to watch it on HBO Max and we had oh, a fun did. time doing it. Yes. You did. Yes. Oh, uh, so you copped out. Okay. I, understand. I did cop out. I did cop yeah. out. Um, show times weren't that great, so we couldn't get out. Into Understood. Uh, I'll give you a pass this week. She had a bl- blast watching this movie, Chuck. She loved it. She saw, called it the her favorite music of all time that she really she tends to do that right after seeing a musical so okay um mama mia has been her favorite music of all time at some point showman greatest showman was her favorite musical at some time so okay yeah she's got uh you know it's interesting guys you know i i always you're gonna i you're gonna laugh at on my 65 inch 4k at the you know the ice cream ball i've been watching it i i evidently it's not uh, a unique thing having said that no, it's watching, not. No, I, I've been watching The Greatest Showman uh, on Disney Plus. I put it on. I, I rotate like I just finished watching Twister again daily. And um, did I, it change? No, no, it's always the same. Okay. That's the that's the polarizing. That's the perplexing thing about movies. They never really change unless they do a director's cut, of course. Right. Um, but The Greatest Showman is very entertaining. It's just oh, yeah, it is quite songs good. in that yeah. movie are really good. Yeah, they are. They are. Really and I would good. say, you know, the great thing about In the Heights is some of there's two or three fantastic songs and there's an awful lot of I want I don't want to call them forgettable songs, but hard to sing along. to. Yeah, I, listen, it's not West Side Story, like I no. said last week. No, but, but it, it, it has it's an very enjoyable and a, and, a, and a solid message in the, the bookend, which I, I love the bookend aspect yeah. of it. It, yeah, that, it had a powerful payoff. It does. And tell it does me about have, it. What do you it, think? Get it does. I, well, I did. Like you said last week, I love the message that it has about, you know, be careful wishing you weren't you were going to leave your hometown because there's a reason why you call it home. And most of those people realize how great, you know, Washington Heights is. And um, it did bring back a lot of great memories of, you know, growing up very early age in New York City as well. Me and, too. Uh, yeah, I agree. It, and and uh, it just has that fam- familial feel to it. That is the type of message that we do need um, throughout this society. And it's sad to see that Lin Manuel, you know, he's dealing with some controversy because he didn't get Latin enough in the film. I don't it's know what absurd. It's absurd. I, I don't know what these people wanted. I mean, some of the songs you can't even understand because it's all Spanish. And I mean, and the, the cast is authentic. And I guess there wasn't enough, uh, um, you know, black Latins in it. I don't know, Chuck. It's just exhausting to try to keep up with, you know, the woke. This this this, mo- this, this movement is is just this stretching the rubber band and is stretching the rubber band and is breaking the rubber band and then stretching the broken rubber band. And this is this is just beyond the pale, Mike. It's just oh. it's an, not only annoying. It's pretty it's it's gotten pathetic on, on when it gets to this level. Yeah, it's tiresome. It really is. And, uh, you know, this goes back to what I've been talking about years upon years upon years about what's wrong with Hollywood right now. This is every bit everything wrong with it. Um, and, and if, if you can attack a movie like this, then you can basically attack any movie, every movie, anytime yeah. you want. So I, I, I got to tell you, I am worried when Spielberg's West Side Story hits theaters December 10th, leading up with, with the, the lead with the lead in that movie, because he was a yep. little bit in the, the Me Too movement. Um, 
guilty baby of driver came char- out. charged with nothing. Yeah. But my, my, you know, and if you listen to his side of the story, I mean, I think he was like 20 years old. She was 17 consensual. And, you know, they, you know, they're going to make a big deal of it. They're they going to, they're going to target. It's, it's, it's almost like a game. It's like, it's like, you know, Bill, like Bill Maher said on his show last night, it's like, it's like a dog, like making it crawl. It's like yeah. they get enjoyment out of making a dog crawl. Yep. Yep. For, it, just for the sake of it. Well, you know, back to the movie. I liked it a lot. It's a solid okay. three star uh, musical and uh, the leads are great. And, and it has a gr- really good message. Like you said, there's no complaints I would have. And it's at very all. respectful of the, you know, elder generation in, in culture. No yeah, doubt. And, yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially the, the, the elder, uh, a grandmother character in that film too. And she's, she's done. She's very good. Um, I never got to see it on Broadway. It would have been fun to see, but, uh, it, it's a great movie. And if you, it's a great watch on TV as well. Now, yeah. let me ask a question. Cause I don't want to dwell. This doesn't make a movie not good or good or, but the box office was, was not what they anticipated. I think it did 11.4, uh, number, number two behind a quiet place, which was a surprise number one for weekend number, uh, three. Now, nobody knows how much viewership HBO Max takes away because it was day to day. Listen, my gut feeling is, yeah, this movie probably is not going to have a lot of interest in Iowa. You know, I think it's it's a more northeast type of movie. It is. And not only northeast, but red or blue. I mean, you're going that's all blue. I mean, not too many reds are going to be watching this movie either, Chuck. That's part of the problem, too. We're so separate. In, separated in the society and culturally and politically, yeah. I could see some so many you know people on the right saying, "I'm I'm not going to why is why am I watching that? Why do I want to feel good about my family and sing along and dance and watch all the great choreography?" And you know, watch politics his- aside, I remember growing up. There used to be a time where you cared for your neighbor when you said, "Absolutely, how you doing?" When they walked up, when a stranger walked down the block, you'd say, "You know what? Hello." Yeah. What's yeah. happened to that? I, I don't know, Chuck. We've gotten so far away from that. And I do want to point out the best part of that movie. The greatest scene of that movie mm-hmm. is the dance scene along the building and the song yeah, is good. towards the end of the film. It's done so well. And I must it, say the, the, the juice of that movie for me. Well, it's really the two, the, the, the bodega owner, the young bodega yeah. owner and, and the girl he meets. Yeah. And yeah. Their, their, their chemistry. She brings the movie alive a lot in that, in, in that the two hour and uh, 22 minute running time. Which I thought moved pretty quickly, as a matter of fact, too. And I do want to do one more plug. I got a chance to start watching the Apple Plus series Physical with oh, a great, okay. great performance by Rose Byrne after episode one. A frustrated well, she's housewife. Worked, she's worked a lot in the last 10 years. Yeah, huh? she's very good. Frustrated housewife in the mid 80s who yeah. um, starts her own, uh, um, you know, what do you call it? The jazzercise uh, and, and, and explodes. And I'm really looking forward. You know, they took glow off the air, which was one of my favorite guilty pleasures from yeah you told me that harken back to the mid 80s this hopefully will take its place so if you get a chance it's on apple plus and it's uh rose burn in physical um uh, is playing now i think three episodes are out and i think there's five more to come so i wanted to plug that you get a chance to see or, or watch anything over the last week or so uh not nothing not well i did watch episode 10 of big shots the john stamos <laughs> show on disney plus i gotta tell you mike this, this is a really nice song. If you want, listen, people in the audience, if you want something to watch with your, your children, family show with a tweak of an edge, even it's on Disney Plus, this show's good. I mean, Stamos is good. The cast is nice. It had a nice seasonal arc. In episode 10, oh, it all it's over. It's, full it's done. Well, I think it I think this is the last. The first season is over. Oh, was I, I think it'll get I think it'll get renewed. But you, I got to tell you. His arc was so good, it doesn't need a renewal. I, I thought it was a self-sustaining storyline from episode eight well, uh, to, to Z, to one to ten. I, I thought it worked. It was nice. I liked it. Well, there you go. Uh, uh, John Stamos can start clearing off his mantle because he's going to have some Emmys up there. Well, soon. I don't know about that. Well, hey, no, listen, if from your word, from your mouth to God's ears for him, as far, <laughs> I'm, let's, I'm pulling okay. for him. You know, he, he never got recognized for his work on uh, Full House. So I'm and he was that- also on ER in the last few seasons. He I don't was. know if you know that. If you remember I, that. I know. Yeah. Did I you know. watch ER, by the way? I loved ER. Yeah. I loved ER, too. I, ju- I, I stopped. You know, with- I have a saying, you know, when I go in for a haircut, I usually hand the the the, uh, the beautician who does my hair. He gives me a haircut, a picture of George Clooney. And she says, ah, I said, didn't hear. Here's a picture of Noah Wiley. She says, I could do that. No. <laughs> you might want to give him a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Picture of William H. Macy or something no. like that instead. No, uh, well, a, I can no, get no. the I can get the Anthony Edwards look, but I don't oh, know about yeah. you. Gonna, uh, yeah, the I other think I look. could. No, I think I could. 
All right, Chuck, let's uh, talk some movie news and some interesting things came down the pike over the last couple of days, including one you texted me. Do we need a Greenland sequel? We're going to get one. Yeah, I mean, that's done for money. This is a from what I read, uh, the the production company STX, uh, which has been around for a while now, produced Greenland and they cut numerous deals. It came out during COVID. It was a thirty five million dollar production budget. They didn't really put it. uh, They put it in a few theaters. A handful of they do no. I think it was like six hundred theaters. Uh, it wasn't a huge marketing campaign, but they they then they put it on streaming and they cut a deal for like fifteen million with HBO Max. So they wound up netting, from what I read, between a sixty and eighty million dollar profit off that movie. And when you do that, you usually say, "Hey, let's make a sequel." So they get the original cast back: Gerard Butler and um, Mar- Mar- was it Marissa Barone. Um, uh, no, uh, uh, Marina Bakarin. Right. I was yes. close. <laughs> OK, but um, John and Allison good, Garrity, I, by the I way. thought they were good leads in that movie. They I were. enjoyed that movie. It was very character driven for a disaster film. So it sort of surprised me because I was expecting a lot more action, but it's very character driven. And I, and I liked it. I did, too. I, I don't know how they'll do a sequel, but I guess they'll figure something out. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to continue the story of the Garrity family. Just, yes. you know, so we'll, it'll it'll add to the plethora of great roles of. I guess we Gerard got more Butler. Meteor- I guess we got more meteors on the way. huh? We do have more meteors and more uh, Gerard Butler films. And by the way, um, Night Has Fallen is in the works right now, Chuck. So the fourth installment of uh, the Fallen films. Well, they the, are the last making... one was so well received. It was. It actually was better than it should have been. I have to admit, I enjoyed that film as much as I cannot stand Gerard Butler. No, no, wait, time out here. Come on. You haven't warmed up a little. I mean, I give stand? you credit. Where credit's due. Greenland was good. And I said that was better than it should have been. I mean, that's not good right. enough. Um, it, by no means are they because, good or not no, good I, because of him. No, I understand. But I got some movie news. Last week, I, I, I sent you a text after we... We, we aired. I forgot to me- mention a reference of Beyond the Beside Adventure. And then this week I get a pleasant surprise news that Shout Factory is going to do a Beyond the Beside Adventure Blu-ray. Wow. Which means a lot of bells and whistles. How, Holy I mean, Mike, Christmas has come early. No. Is, is there an audio commentary by Shirley Knight? I hope so. <laughs> it's uh, an audio commentary by Telly Savalas's grandchild. And I got to tell you, the DVD looks really good. It's a good transfer. So, you know, considering the, 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 the sets are so shiny and new, even though, you know, the Poseidon was supposed to be on its last voyage because, uh, you know, rusty old looking ship. Um, I, I'll never understand Erwin Allen, the production design. Like what, what was he like? I'd love to know because we talked about this before on the show. Ad nauseum. OK, he's like a George Steinbrenner of, of, of Hollywood director producers. Right. He, he's very, very into it, like a mad genius as a producer. Has a huge hit with the uh, with the Beside Adventure seventy two, huge hit with Italian Inferno seventy four. Guys on top of the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. And then he says to himself, "I want to do more. I want to direct my own movies." And then he does a swarm, and it gets critically bombasted, and, and it bombs. And then he does Beyond the Beside Adventure, and it bombs. And then he does When Time Ran Out, and it bombs. And didn't he get? He just shouldn't have been in the director's chair. Yeah, well, you know, these guys have egos and visions. They're just going to, you know, it's all Plus their baby. Scri- the scripts that he greenlit with those three movies, he had no idea how silliness of those well, some of those characters. It's like, well, the, the problem is he put together a concept and cast before yeah, really did. putting anything on paper, and that's where everything fell apart. So, yeah. you know, you look at Poseidon Adventure and Towering Inferno, they're both, ba- both based on, you know, other material, and that's probably what helps out those films. Very true. But I got to tell you, which you know, I can watch Beyond the Poseidon Adventure sort of as a Saturday morning adventure movie. Oh, I know, it's, I know it. that I know the supporting characters is silly, but I do like Michael Caine, Sally Field, and Carl Molden. If, if, yeah, if you remove Telly Savalas and some of the silly characters, that movie's decent. Uh, and when you say some of the silly ca- silly characters, you mean every single one besides those three. Pretty much of, so. Except maybe Mark Harmon. Chuck, let's move on to uh, 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 another movie news. Uh, Toxic Avenger reboot. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Why is this attracting so much talent? I don't know. Kevin Bacon signed on. He's going to be the villain. villain in it. Uh, I know. And I just uh, uh, Elijah Wood is signed on now. For I, a think there's a, I, I think there's a cult 
you know, following to this movie, a lot of these people. Well, you, know, you remember that you remember the video boxes. Back oh, yeah. Day, right? I mean, it, it's it's, you How know, cool trauma, is that? And, trauma and it's a uh, it's bad, but it's good. So hopefully yeah. I wonder if they'll just go with the cheese effect or just try to make it a really good movie. I don't. Will they get the tone of the original movie or are I they going to try to make it? To, I think new? you have to to a point. No, uh, pretty much. Yeah, I would think so. And I did. I did see a bullet train. Um, Brad Pitt's movie got a release date and it's April 8th. Who's in that beside him again? Uh, Joey King's in it. Um, uh, who else is in this movie? Uh, a couple other stars. Um, but uh, it, it, you know, it's, it'll be good to see Brad Pitt in that type of film. You know, um, he hasn't done much in quite some time, uh, especially in the action department. You know, but- they released, I was looking at the box office totals, right? Two weeks ago, they actually re-released World War Z in like a couple hundred theaters. Why really? that one? Why that one? I don't know. I think there, there's some people that like that movie. I didn't think it was actually that bad. It was just edited too much. <laughs> I, I actually like the back. You half know, I love the zombie genre. Uh, that movie just doesn't work for me, even though yep. I like him in it. Yeah. CGI is not good. Um, it has its moments, but I think it was butchered in the editing. It room. just seems like the post-production is where it all fell apart. Well, and- because what's his name? Jack from Lost, right? His whole plot. Matthew Fox, Matthew yeah. Fox, his whole part is on the cutting room floor, except for like two, two seconds. Yeah, I know. It's really weird. If you if you blink, you're like, why would they put Matthew Fox in that role? And then you understand. Well, the we backstory. know why. Well, Chuck, but- um, you know, before uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up was the movie releases this week. Now you have a Wednesday movie release, which hasn't happened in quite some time. The Hitman's Wife Bodyguard came back, came out. So that's the sequel to a movie that I hated. Um, you've got yeah, I'm not a Kevin. Fan. Kevin Hart's fatherhood debuting on Netflix. Pixar's new movie is on Disney plus called Luca. So all three of these movies, the, the latter two, not even going to be in theaters. So the Hitman's wife's bodyguard. What, what are the reviews for the Pixar movie? Um, I'm mostly decent. You know, it's okay. A family- so now why couldn't they, why couldn't they help the theaters out and, and put that in theaters? Why? I don't know. That's a I good mean, question. Come on. We, uh, here's the thing. The, 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 the people are starting to go back to the movies to, ex- to an extent, but the problem is going to be, the product's not enough, right? Well, that's the, you know, you and more, I've gotten you need asked, a lot more you know, product. You know, huh? I have the, I had used to have the AMC stubs and yeah. they keep asking me to, you know, um, activate it again. And I look at the lineup of movies coming out and I just, I'm not going to do it. And I think that's part of the problem. The, the product, like you said, F nine's not going to make me do it. Hitman's wife's bodyguards, not going to make me do it. I'm not going to the theaters to see those movies. Um, so, I don't know, Chuck. It's the same thing with Tomorrow Wars going right to Amazon. I mean, that movie that why? I mean, they couldn't figure out a way to get that in the theaters. It's got Chris Pratt in it for crying out loud. I mean, I know the I know the uh, they really per- needed to figure it because unless the studios just like I mean, you got to realize some of these studios like Universal's had hundred year relationships with these theaters. Yeah, it's really so, weird. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like they're they're in it's like they're in the ocean, right? They're g- grasping for air. They got a straw in their mouth. With the top of the straw, you know, breathing so they could get a few sucks of oxygen and nobody's throwing them a life preserver. Yeah, it's weird because Jungle Cruise and Black Widow are still getting released in theaters as well. I don't know day why. Day, though. Yeah, I don't I, know. Why I said pay- that nobody, not enough people are going to care about paying twenty nine ninety nine in Disney Plus. They will if they, they're going to go to the movies to see those movies. Well, right. And Pixar's <laughs> Luca is with the service. You don't have to pay extra for it either. Which oh, is, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, which is really weird. Um. So maybe it maybe it's just a smaller uh, movie. I don't know. I'll probably watch it this weekend and, and figure it out. So the hitman's bo- wife's bodyguard uh, zero. I mean, I haven't heard any buzz on it and whether or not it's going to make any money this weekend. It's, probably, it's on target to do, I, I think, about 20 million over five days. Yeah, that's not that's not nearly enough. I I don't know. His other movie. Actually, well, the first one wasn't one. that big. big no, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. All. No. And let's nope. be honest. You take away. And I like him. He's a guy's got talent. Ryan Reynolds, and he's had a good career, but if you take away, uh, if you take away Deadpool, he's not a big box office attraction. No, despite the fact he's really talented and he's really entertaining in commercials. He is. And he's very good. He's very good looking. And uh, yeah, I mean, he and he's been around now for like 20 years, right? I think a free guy might actually do well. I have a feeling that one's going to do well. It's got a really good new trailer to it. I think that's going to be. I think that's going to be another hit. For it's him. a shame. De- uh, well, he he bounced back with Deadpool. He made a lot. He made a, he he resurrected his career on a and he got big paychecks. But 
He was, you know, Green, Lan- Green Lantern could have been good, but that movie's just bad. He met his wife much, on that movie. Well, though. too much CGI but, uh, in that movie. Oh, wow. but, but that, just, that movie just unravels into something horrible as it yeah. goes on. It's yeah. bad. Yeah, it's really bad. It's so bad that they don't—they totally ignore it for DC time and when they're doing all these, all the, all the other movies. Yeah, you know, it's it's that bad. I got uh, I got a couple things. Can we talk? What about? do you got? Yeah, go. This week in movie history, Greece was released in theaters. <clears throat> Nineteen. Uh, 1978 went on to become the number one grossing film of that year. Number two was Superman, the movie. What's interesting, and people may not know this, John Travolta was 24 years old when he shot that movie, and Olivia Newton-John was 30, or when it was released. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, they're playing high school, which you can, but he handpicked. Here's the deal. The, uh, Travolta was red hot or Saturday Night Fever because that movie made a fortune for a Paramount. Right. So he got to basically call his own shots. He handpicked her. And originally, you know, her character, Sandy, is not from Australia and they couldn't get her to lose the Australian accent because she really wasn't an actress. So they wrote the fact that she was in Australia. He went to Australia on vacation and they met. So that that, that made it easier for her to uh, perform in the movie. You and interpreted gotta, that. Wait, wait, time out. You what? interpret that movie as he's on vacation in Australia. Oh, where, where? Oh, no, no. Well, no, she was already in town and came. Yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly. <laughs> I, it's been a while. Having said that, having having said that, I thought she did a great job in that movie. Oh, yeah. She's America's sweetheart from not even being in America. I think she's great yeah. in that movie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, That's a 78. I was eight years old. I remember walking up to the to the ticket booth and my dad buying tickets. I'm like, why are we seeing this movie about a bunch of teenagers in the 50s? Why is he taking us to this movie? And it lives let me in tell you something. In my neighborhood back in the day in 78, that movie was so popular. Played at the Avenue Movie Theater in Brooklyn. A lot of the people I knew in the neighborhood would go back and see that over and over. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I knew people who saw that movie 40, 50 times in a theater. Yeah. No exaggeration. Let me ask you something. Would yeah. it play well in the uh, smoothie shop on a 65 inch? I think it would. Yeah, I, 4K? I think it would. Okay, good. I, I think. Well, here's my lineup that I've been playing. Oh, I always geez. play Batman Begins. I've been playing Twister all the time. And I got to tell you something about Twister. Twister came out 25 years ago, right? Originally, I think they wanted Tom Cruise as the lead in that movie. And then maybe Tom Hanks. That's what I read. Bill Paxson is better, would be better than both. I'm telling you, Bill Paxson was born for that movie. There's something about him. He's, 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 he hit the zenith of his whatever, if he, his ability to do leading man. He was him and Helen Hunt were fantastic. She got top billing in the movie, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but that movie holds up beautifully as a popcorn entertainment twister. It yeah. really does. Yeah, it has a lot of flaws, but I, it does. It. But having said that, it has a great score. Right. The movie moves. It has the only part. Uh, the only thing about that, Jamie, Jamie Gertz character. Yeah, that's not good. It's an insult to women. No. Yeah. yeah. It's not a good character. I mean, I, I almost feel bad for her performance in that film because she's playing a ridiculous character. Yeah, it's not she's a good really character. She's pretty pathetic. Uh, and Other she's getting a lot of I screen time in it, too. Be. So you know, we've talked about Twister too much. Uh, what else no, do you I, have? Uh, um, I know you're not going to men- mention this in birthdays, but you know, Roger Ebert was born this week. Um, ni- I think it was 1940, 1942. And I, I was thinking about you know, the influence Roger Ebert and G, and we've talked about this before, the, the influence those two had, who started on a show, a PBS show called Sneak Previews, and then it morphed into At The Movies. And, I, you know, we we both go on YouTube once in a while and watch some of those yep. older reviews. It's and a it's rabbit really, hole it's you'll so never cool. get out of once and you're in. And it brings back such great memories. I remember, like, in, in 89, I couldn't wait for the review of Batman. And one liked it, one gave it thumbs up, one gave it, Ebert gave it thumbs down, Siskel gave it thumbs up, and... uh and I remember their early review. Remember, they used to have early reviews of Titanic back in 97. Yeah. I so miss that, Mike. Yeah. I used to love their dogs of the week, too. The dog would jump up on the chair. And uh, but the cool thing is, is you can find all the old the show videos. was so well done. It was well done. And, uh, you know, you know, Gene got sick towards the end. And then yeah. Richard Roper came on and he's he, he was did actually, a good job. He did he a really did a good, good job. job. He did. He did. Um, but it kind of just didn't have the same feel. And then Roger started getting sick and yeah. just like, um, but it really, it, it, it really holds up and it's a rabbit hole. If you go start watching them, you won't and stop. Remember, remember they brought in the guest hosts and they had, uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Smith did one. And then he brought in Harry Knowles. Remember how yeah, Harry, yeah, Harry yeah. Knowles have any cool news. And if you read about that guy's backstory, yeah, 
Holy smoke. Now uh, it's fun. And and there's a great documentary, Roger Ebert, too, that was well done. If you yes. get a chance to, to watch it, it's really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what he got, endured in the last few years, boy, oh, boy. I mean, a lo- he lost the lower half of his face. I, I mean, know was, he did. I mean, it was really scary yeah, to look rough at. Rough stuff. Yeah, really rough stuff. But a great career and a great uh but it, it really, and when I think of when I think about the memories that show brings back, it's oh, a yeah. lot. Yeah, it's a absolutely. Lot. Absolutely. Remember the rampage they would go on on slasher films in the early 80s? They used to just tear those movies apart over yep. and over and over again. Um, it was and uh, it, it's funny because some of the some movies, they're like completely off. One of one gave a thumbs down to Die Hard. Like, I mean, really? Yeah. Yeah, and then they both gave thumbs up to Speed 2. I know. I know. How can you give a thumbs down to Die Hard and a thumbs up to Speed Two? But it goes. Everything's subjective, right? It it is. It is. Or some might argue everything was paid for by the head of the production department and said, "Hey guys, would you mind for a couple extra thousand dollars giving this a good review?" You think they did that? Oh, I have a feeling they probably did, Chuck. To get a thumbs up on a movie poster. Well, if you look at you know on on my Facebook page, right? I'm on one of the groups. It's like um, news movie newspaper clippings, right? And then you see different movies and you and you see the like there used to be a guy um like i think it was a los angeles los angeles something and when everybody else gave the movie a horrible review yeah, he always gave it guy. a rave yeah I, and i'm I like that guy. and he was clearly paid yeah i mean and or some fake. of these weren't even real names like, or really just, fake yeah or not yeah. just a person it's just a and, I, and some would some would be just raves and i was like okay like I mean, I just read one yesterday that popped up on my Facebook page when Red, remember Red Heat with Arnold Schwarzenegger and oh, Jim, yeah, Belucci. Jim Belushi. Oh, yeah. you know Jim Belushi's amazing. Arnold Schwarzenegger's best movie. I mean, the movie's watchable, but no, it's not Arnold Schwarzenegger's best movie. And Jim Belushi wasn't amazing. I mean, it was okay, but like there was some real over reviewing. Well, very much so. Well, they wanted to get the headline. Nothing yeah. mattered more than two thumbs up or two big thumbs up. That's all anybody wanted to see. Right. And that's really the only thing you needed on a movie. Post. I mean, I, and, and it's it's funny because I, I was talking about this on my radio spot yesterday, like Joel Siegel on Good Morning America, Gene Shalit on Today. I remember Pat Collins on Channel 9 out in New York. Remember Dennis Cunningham, CBS? Dennis Channel Cunningham 2? hated everything. You, you do a one to ten. I remember Dennis Cunningham gave Batman a nine out of ten. I was so excited. I remember way back in the day, I, I go back to Beyond a Beside Adventure before me and my father ready to go see it at the Kingsway Theater. He gives it a one. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, boy. That he ain't was, good. He was pretty accurate. Yeah. I like Jeffrey Lyons. Jeffrey Lyons was a good one too. He he was good. He was on um NBC. WPIX. Yeah, oh, and M- then he went to yeah. yeah. uh, NBC. Those days are over. There are no movie. There are no movie critics now, right? No. They don't do no. that. Did they do that on uh, Good Morning America or today? They no, they review movies. Gene Gene Shalit used to come on with, yeah. with his stupid puns and yeah, they don't. He don't, over he he. I liked him as an entertaining guy, but yeah, he over he over reviewed. Well, he became bigger than the movies. It was about him, yeah. not the movies. It, yeah, those days are over. I mean, there's no I'm, it's, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, fun, fun topic to talk about. Good, good times. Definitely good memories. All right. Let's get to Fast Five and some, okay. interesting, some interesting names in there before we get to Ned Beatty's career. Um, we'll start with, you know, Kathleen Turner, who's on the Kaminsky project the last season. I'm watching now on Netflix with Michael Douglas. And it's just amazing to me. It just does not. It seems like it just does not seem like the same person to me. How old anymore. is she now? She is uh, 67 years old. Okay. This weekend. And the amount of great roles she had early on. And it's just, it's mind boggling. I don't want to get into it. Let's just pick, you know, you think of the Kathleen Turner, you think which film? I guess Romancing the Stone. Joan Wilder. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought, I thought, uh, I always said that um, the movie she did with Michael Douglas with Danny DeVito, that what was that called? The, uh, about marriage, how oh, uh, the yeah, the War of the Roses, War of the Roses, yeah. I mean, th- that's a real doll comedy, the most depressing ending of a movie ever. Yeah. Um, she did some great work in uh, you know, Peggy she's Sue got body, married, she's in Body Heat too, right? Body Heat, Pe- Peggy Sue got married. I know a lot of people like that time travel movie. Let's be honest, a movie like Body Heat was a big hit back in the day, it gains no traction in 2021, absolutely not, absolutely not. Um, remember VR Warshawski that was going to be her, uh, yeah, her, her cop that just didn't based on the, uh, the novels. Um, but a, t- a terrific talent. I remember Serial Mom was probably one of the last things I saw. Yeah, that was it. a John Waters movie, yeah, right? John Waters, funny movie. Yeah. yeah, um, how about well, we talked about him last week with great dads, John Goodman. Uh, let's you know, try you know, not I to tell you what pops in my mind, Ar- arachnophobia, uh, the, the, the uh, the exterminator. 
I yep. mean, he adds so much to that movie. Yep. Um, and and to me, nobody says nerds better than he did in Revenge yeah. of the Nerds. And that's he a classic. That is a classic movie. Um, he's great as the partner for uh, Al Pacino and Sea of Love. Sure is. Um, he's real good in that. Um, he's just so great in everything. It's hard to pick one. And, and, and then 10 Cloverfield 10 Lane, Cloverfield right? Lane, he carries he's that really, movie. He's really good in that. Yeah, he's great. Um, and, of course, he's carrying Roseanne now. Well, not even, what's it called? The Bonners now? The Connors. He's still doing the Connors, the Bonners, Connor. Who, I mean. Let's move on to Josh Lucas. Chuck seems like we brought him up a Josh lot lately. Luke, how old is Josh? He is 50 this weekend. Still relatively young. Yeah. So he did. Uh, he did Poseidon in 2005. He was uh, what? 33. Uh, yeah. 32. 34. Oh, 34. Could have that, been. A, he, he had a Paul Newman type look. Yeah. But you think him, you think of that, right? I do, because, you know, I love Poseidon. Do you like that? I gotta say, uh, the the movie with Reese Witherspoon, right? I mean, Sweet Home Alabama. I mean, I mean that's his movie, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I and I and um. Would you I like that it, basketball movie he did? The based on the Kentucky game. Did he, the, what was the name of that I, movie? I don't remember. I I I know what you're talking about. I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, I Glory you, Road, right? Glory, Glory Road. Road. Yeah. And, um, I thought he did good work on the TV show The Firm based on the movie. I enjoyed that. And of course, he's in the new Purge movie that comes out in a couple. That's of weeks. really interesting. Yeah. How about Nicole Kidman, who is uh, forever beautiful and always great? I loved her since Dead Calm. She's 50, Rouge. 54. Um, yeah. Moulin Rouge is a good one. Real good one, actually. Uh, that might be the one that pops into my mind too. Moulin Rouge. Uh, I, I like her in Australia. With, yeah, uh, you she's Jack. good in I mean, that. I know that movie's flawed to death, but there's something about it. I like their pairing. I like her in it. I like that movie. I like the le- lo- lesser seen movie, uh, The Interpreter. I thought she was decent in that. That was a Sidney Pollock movie with Sean Penn. I thought that was done very well. Um, yeah. You know, speaking of her, because I, 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 we were just talking about directors, cuts. there's a story in Variety about the possibility that, well, there's a fact that a director's cut of a much, much darker cut of Batman Forever exists by Joel Schumacher. Well, Dr. And Chase Marinian. Yeah. yeah okay. And the question is, will Warner Brothers release the darker cut of Batman Forever? No, <laughs> I think they will eventually. Will anybody care? Uh, I think they will. I'd nah. watch it. OK, I watch it. I got to tell you, I watched it. Uh, it's the 25th anniversary was uh, the other day. I, so I watched it on the 65 inch 4K with this TV. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't hold up well. Uh, and it's not the TV's fault. We know that. Um, I, I, I like your- that. I, I liked it when I originally saw it in theaters. I was enjoyable. Right. It, 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 the campiness feels more than it ever did. Well, and I also have to point out that she's very good in their last two series that she did, The Undoing. Um, Mike, she's and, had an amazing career and uh, the, uh, she works and she, she's Big still writing lies. her own. She's still writing her own. And I, and I, and also we talked about this on the show. I love that movie invasion. I know. Yeah. You know, it, it, it they changed directors for the last act. Um, they brought in, I think they brought in the, what the Wachowskis to finish the, the last act of that movie. And a German director did a very character driven invasion of the body snatch uh, snatchers type storyline. Where they 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 really had some interesting points on uh, antidepressants and people being described all these drugs to make their mood stable. I like that movie a lot, and she's awesome in that movie. And Daniel Craig is super likable in a supporting role. Uh, her love interest in that movie. People who haven't seen the Invasion, if you like Invasion to the Body Snatchers, don't listen to some of the reviews. That movie's really good. I, also I think lo- so. I also thought she was great in the movie Lion, which came out about five years ago. Yeah. too. That's a fantastic film. Um, get a chance to see that. She plays a, the mom of Dev Patel, who's trying to find his real mom. Um, right. It's it's really good movie. It was one of the best movies of the year that year. And last but not least, it's uh, Chris Pratt, Chuck, who is uh, really he's one of my favorites. That's outright. He doesn't really work that much. He's 43 or 41, 42 years old. He's 42. You know, obviously, his signature roles in Guardians of the Galaxy and the Jurassic World movies. Um, Pete Quill. I gotta, I gotta or, tell you, I, 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 I mean, I'd go with, I would go with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, but um, the movie he did with Jennifer Lawrence, I actually enjoy that. Passengers. Movie. Yeah, I do. I enjoy it. I like sci-fi. Yeah, and I, I liked it. 
but it just goes off. The movie the rails. doesn't have to be great to be good. Yeah, it's, but it goes I, off the rails at the okay. end. It, I mean, the, the where the direction they went with that movie is. You think they wow. had some? There was probably some studio tampering with that. Yeah, movie. that was a tough, tough. And, and I loved his work on Parks and Recreation too. Uh, How know, do you he, think Jurassic World would have played out if if Josh Brolin was the lead because he was supposed to? I mean, I think it would have been fine. He seems a little too old for that role. Maybe to I, me. I, I, and a little too serious. A little too I think serious. Be funny too, though. But um, I did like uh. His Magnificent Seven, I thought, was a totally underrated yeah. movie, too. He's very good in that opposite Denzel Washington. He holds his own in that film, Chuck. And that's another good Chris Pratt movie. And, and what's course- interesting about Chris Pratt is. He, he's, he's a prime example. He got himself in great shape and, and yeah. then morphed into a completely different career. Yeah. And he's very, very, very likable. Oh, he is. Yeah. Extreme, even, uh, you know, the divorce from one of my favorite actresses. Uh, they've both survived that. And. And moved on. I thought they were going to be a Hollywood couple for a I while. I can't imagine a better cast casting than him as Quill and Guardians. No, it's really good. And he's really good as Owen, too, in the Jurassic World movies. Yeah. Even the second one, which is extremely flawed. He helps that movie out a lot. Um, speaking of helping movies. That movie though, will play a lot better in a trilogy, though. Yeah, maybe. Um, it'd be play a lot better if it wasn't called Jurassic World. But let's move on to Ned Beatty, who, okay. let's face it. I mean, you say Ned Beatty to the average moviegoer, and they might not know who the hell you're talking about. Um, but he passed away this past week at the age of 83. The minute you show a picture of Ned Beatty, then everybody knows who the heck he is. Otisburg. 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 I mean, uh, <laughs> it's I'm like what I said when I heard he died, I immediately went to that scene and that movie and his role. In, and we'll get to it in a second. A lot of people go back to his first movie, Chuck, which came out 50 years ago hard to believe hard to believe deliverance is his first movie but deliverance oh my goodness was his first movie here, here, i want to talk about deliverance hard to by the way can i just mo- say he was 35 yeah. when he was in that he was 35 years old in deliverance. was he really yeah okay here's the thing about deliverance that movie was a big box office hit back in in 71 right no 73 what was it 1972 okay 72 same year as godfather of beside adventure right that yes. movie packed theaters for a yeah. long time. Let's be honest, Mike. I don't see how that movie plays at all to a mass audience. I think people that movie, that movie was unleashed on an unsuspecting public. I don't think they had any idea what they were getting into when they walked into a theater to see that movie. That no. movie is is that movie is one of the scariest, most petrifying films of all time. It feels beyond real. How he did that as his first movie was amazing. I mean, I mean, squeal like a pig. I mean, his character. I yeah, mean, what happens to his character in that movie? It's terrible, is beyond frightening, and it's so great. It's so real. It's so real. Those hillbillies. I can't, you know, and you bring up a good point. I can't imagine how a movie like that plays today. It, can't, it would not. There's no way that movie I think plays. For some reason, I feel like half the audience might be rooting for the for for the. I hope not for but the other just, side to win. No, there is no way that movie plays like it did back in 72. No, well, the one. The, no. And it, two things it did, obviously, it started his career. And then, of course, it, it really launched Burt Reynolds. And not only that, but those two would work together a lot. Together. Ronnie Cox for us movie, too. Yeah. Ronnie Cox as well. But he would he would be in a lot of Burt Reynolds movies, including White Lightning. Right. Obviously, they, they, they connected on this. Obviously, obviously they did. And, uh, you know, he'd go on through his, and he's always playing these same kind of characters. He's just a likable guy on the when Burt Reynolds saves the day in that movie. How cathartic is that? For oh, the audience? it's really good. He team up again with uh, Burt Reynolds, not only with White Lightning, but uh, W.W. and the Dixie Dance Kings. I mean, we're not making classic movies here with uh, with Burt Reynolds. He's in Nashville as well. Plus Delbert Reese in that film. Um, I remember him too, Chuck. Remember the Deadly Tower with Kurt Russell? Yeah, um, that was a really good TV. Yeah, movie. he plays the cop in that movie too. I remember he did a lot That's of great work. Most, on TV. That was one of the most critically acclaimed TV movies in its era. Absolutely. Really yeah. done well. Um, and then he... <laughs> He pops up in well, first he's in all the president's men, and that is one of the more amazing casts of all time. Um, but he's also in the here's a guy who does the big bus, all of president's men, and gator all in the same uh, year, and then he follows it up with Silver Streak and Network, Chuck. Network, he got nominated Network. for Network, as a matter yeah. of fact. Um, but think about it all the president's men, the big bus, gator, 
Network and Silver Streak all released in 1976. A lot of directors wanted his services, right? Well, yeah, because he's going to deliver a solid performance. Yeah. Be very recognizable and likable. Yeah. Um, even when he's not playing a very, you know, the good guy, he's still a good guy. Yeah. And um, I remember him in Silver Streak as one of the pursuers of Gene Wilder and uh, Richard Pryor. Very enjoyable film. But talk about Network because he's not in it a lot. No. He's in it about five minutes of screen time. And he well, got he has that nomination. long dialogue. He has that long dialogue scene at the table, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, best supporting actor in a, in a role. And, and it's like a visionary conversation he's having. Absolutely. Right. And about uh, the few about the future. Of, of the way people will watch television. It's unbelievable. And it's a great, even if you just watch that scene and, and, and what's crazy about that movie is that five actors got nominated for best for, for Oscars. In that. And five I, actors. I've, I've always said, if you want to see some amazing acting in that movie, William Holden's performance in that movie is incredible. Yeah, it, it really is. They're all great. I mean, let's they're, yeah. they're all and of, great. Course, and of course, I'm mad as hell and I'm going to, you know, oh, Peter, that, Finch? That's, yeah, you know I mean, Peter Finch is just, I mean, that that's one of the great characters of all time in any film. Well, you talk about movies that don't hold up. That movie still plays up, uh, pl- would play today without and, a doubt. And the, that the interesting part about network, I don't want to go on a tangent, but it, it, it relates so well to what's going on today. Certain people who were doing nightly monologues on cable networks, they should know better than what they're saying. Yeah. They know they're not telling the truth, yeah. in my opinion. Yep. And they're doing it anyway because they're being fed a ton of money to do it. Yep. And it's not right. Nope. And this, what a visionary movie. What a visionary movie. Chuck, you know, we're getting into the heyday of disaster movies. And you need to think Ned Beatty. You think he's prime to get cast in disaster movies, although he never really has. No. Except one, borderline one. He's in Grey Lady Down with Charlton Heston. He's got a really good role um, where he plays, you know, it's a smaller cast in a, in a disaster movie, um, but he has a great. Uh, Heston role. was really churning him out in that period, too. He was, but he has a great role with David Carradine in that movie in a good scene uh, or two. I just remember that in Great Lady Down in 1978. Now, right after that, he would uh, maybe uh, really steal. He almost steals Superman, Chuck. He's so good as Otis. You know, here's what's interesting about the Otis character. This this naysayers who believe, you know, the character shouldn't exist in that movie. I totally disagree. OK. I like him in that movie a lot. I think he I think I think he's the perfect comic. They needed yeah, that. Comic relief needed in that, that. Film. They, I, I agree. The and movie, it doesn't make Luther any less evil. No, it doesn't. And it, it that movie needed something where kids were going to laugh and be entertained. I mean, because if you look at that, there's a lot of adult overtones in that entire film. Yeah, that movie gives it the silliness it needs that are going to, you know, movies almost three hours long. You want to make sure that the kids and are he plays it fun. Hell, he plays it really fun. Um, and he actually would reprieve it again in Superman two. He's in the uh, opening very scene very yeah. quickly, the escape scene, which is fun. I mean, and yeah. Otisburg, I mean, that is just hysterical. Um, him and his candy apples. Uh, it's just funny stuff. Uh, well done. Um, 1941 he's in Chuck which yeah. I'm a fan of I know a lot of people think it's loud and obnoxious but he has a funny part in that film too as the homeowner uh, who who holds a tank uh, for the US uh, uh, um, uh, army to just in case you know the J- Japanese come on the west coast there Chuck and he's got some funny scenes in that including the part where he actually gets to fire off uh, the the uh, the tank and I, I I think that movie's fun I know it's loud and stupid but who cares? It's got a great cast and some really funny scenes. It has a lot of enjoyability, that movie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he's also in Hopscotch with Walter Matthau in 1980. Uh, in 81, he would do Superman 2. He'd pop up in The Incredible Shrinking Woman as well. Now, notice none of these movies, Chuck, he's the lead, right? How, many, ne- acting, how many acting credits did he have? He had a total of, uh, believe it or not, it, it, it's hard to believe, 165 acting credits. Yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot. Um, yeah, and is. again, never the lead, right? He's never the guy that's the star. Um, no, he, didn't take any, he didn't take any roles from Tom Cruise. He did not. Um, he would pop up in The Toy. I mean, he's not making great movies all the time either. He's in The Toy. He's in Stroker Ace. But he's, it's low risk for him. He's never going right. to be remembered for these movies. No, nobody's going to blame him for nobody's a, ever going to play Net- bomb. But how about his great role? We're going to jump to 1986. And, and we've ta- I think we might have talked about it last week. And, and the joke that your friend wrote, but as Dean Martin in Back to School, 
Look, yeah. he's got like he's got like three scenes in this movie, and his name alone elicits a laugh in the film. Yes, yes. but his scenes with Rodney Dangerfield are so funny. I agree. So the movie, funny. That movie, listen, that movie's a classic. And right after that, he did another great movie, and that's The Big Easy, which I just watched again, Chuck, where he plays a Louisiana police yeah. chief and would be stepdad to Dennis Quaid's character. Wait, you watch it. I watched it on uh, Amazon Prime. OK, um, not uh, you know, I, I don't talk about how big my TV is. I don't have to compensate for other <laughs> things. But, um, it's not it, 60. It's, it's not 66 inches, is it? See, it might be 65 and a half. Uh, but the Big Easy is a great film and he's got a, uh, a good Louisiana accent in that. Yeah. Very good movie. Okay. Chuck, do you remember the fourth protocol? Uh, uh, vaguely. Michael Caine and Prius Brosnan. I do remember he that. He's a Russian in that is actually I yeah. thought maybe uh, he <laughs> Michael Caine could churn him out, too. huh? Oh, boy. Jeez. You talk about Ned Beatty and Michael Caine that, that talk about just being in film after film after film. Um, look, he really didn't do much more except working with uh, with uh, Burt Reynolds a couple more times and physical evidence. When did so he do Rudy? Well, we're going to get to that. He All was right. in switching channels with Burt Reynolds as well. Just yeah, movies bad like movie. the bad movies like The Unholy and After the Rain and Purple People Leader and Time Trackers and Tennessee Waltz. I mean, wow. he'd pop up on BL Striker thanks to uh, his buddy Burt Reynolds as well. Um, and then he would. Was he, he in Captain America, the, the, that awful 21st I century believe Captain he, America? I think he might have been. He was saying Ronnie Cox is in that movie, right, too? Ronnie Cox is in that. That's right. When was that? That was. That was the year after Batman. I was here's the thing. Back in the day, right? It was no social media. So after 89, he started releasing posters in movie theaters, with the big Captain America shields. And I was like, OK, when's it coming? When's it coming? It never came. And then and then like a two years later, it, it, it pops up on on video. And uh, I guess, you know, it was just unreleasable in theaters. And it had a good it actually had a good cast. Matt Salinger. Was yeah, Captain I mean, America, but one of the- Ronnie it had a, it had a good supporting cast. It really did. It has no action. It has no money. There's no money involved. No, no. But the, Captain America is a franchise. I guess survived it when the MCU took over. No, I think it figured out a way to get it yeah, right. I think so. I think they they, they ended up landing on their feet. Let's a 21st century productions. And it came out eventually in 1990, Chuck. That's when it eventually came out after all that crap and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's when it came out. And then he, you know, he had a recurring character as um, Ed Connor on that show on Roseanne too. You know, we yeah, talked about his TV work. He was on that quite a bit. And he was actually, from what I remember, he was a kind of a bastard on that show, right? He wasn't a really good, likable character on that. Kelly Winters is on that show too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great stuff. Um, you know, Radio Land Murders, Replicate, I mean, Just Cause. These are not great movies in the mid nineties, but I'll tell you what great role he did get and was a really good show. And it's underrated, but the Baltimore cop drama, right? Homicide, Life on the Street. He was good on that. Do you remember Homicide with Yafit Koto? Yeah, and- I, 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 those shows are really good. Yeah, 93 to 95. I mean, listen, when you're in a show with Yafit Koto, you're in good company, right? You definitely are. You definitely are. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Rudy would come out. You wanted to talk about Rudy because that's another one of his signature it's roles. One of his, it's his signature role, no you doubt. Think, yeah, well, it is one of his must-sees. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and he's, Rudy, well, he could, listen, he should have been nominated for an Oscar in that movie. Was he? 1993. No, um, as a matter should of fact, have been. that film really doesn't get any. When he, when that line, when he said, my, uh, my, my, my eyes uh, have never seen anything so beautiful. When, he's, when he looks at the field for the first time. That movie's classic, Mike. It really is. I love the scene when his when Rudy finally makes it to Notre Dame and he tells yeah, Charles him Charles S. Stoughton. Yeah. And and then he, I like when he brings him the letter that he got accepted and he yes. folds up the letter to get it back in the envelope because he knows he's going to want to end up keeping it. Yeah. Um, because if you think about it in that movie, he wasn't very supportive of Rudy, Rudy chasing the his beginning. dreams. No, now, because you know, nobody believed. Nobody believed. And uh, he, he and he it, didn't realize Rudy had the heart of a lion. Nobody was going to stop uh, uh, Rudy. Um, and, you know, his later years, he didn't do a lot of big work. His last movie, as a matter of fact, was Badge- Baggage Claim back in 2013, um, which I don't know if it even got released. But I will say one other role. Was that Alicia Silverstone? Uh, baggage Claim? Yeah. Uh, Paula Patton's in it. Oh, OK. I'm thinking it something similar back. Then. OK, go ahead. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up his last great um, movie role, 
And I don't okay. know if you'll agree or not because you have no heart, no soul. So when an animated movie comes up, um, do you know what animated role I'm going to bring up about Ned Beatty and what he did? No. He's Lotso in Toy Story 3. He's the villain, uh, the big teddy bear. You don't remember this, do you? No. He's the bad guy in Toy Story 3. And what a terrific job he did in that movie. I'll take your word for it. Uh, come on. You've seen Toy Story 3. Uh, no, I didn't. Not you in the did. theater at all. You, I mean... This is what I'm talking about. This is the these are the hurdles that I face people when I'm trying to host a show. Here's a guy who will watch Twister 87 times in a smoothie shop. I will. But won't recognize and I, and I, and how I great Toy Story it. 3 is. Let's get this straight. The 65 inch 4K is in the ice cream parlor. All right. I have well, a smaller TV. Oh, in the oh. smoothie shop. Well, here's what I want you to do. Can you throw yeah. Toy Story 3 on? I maybe okay. ice cream parlor. I mean, what we I mean, I think the people there would actually be more appreciative of something like that than beyond the design adventure. No, I can't show beyond the design adventure because it's not on a streaming service that I have. I'd have oh. to pay two ninety nine. <laughs> All right, Chuck, um, he would he would get three big uh, nominees. Um, one of them was Network Best Supporting Actor, Hear My Song, which came out in 1991. I know he got a lot of praise for that as a supporting actor in that. And uh, he did a couple of TV and got some Emmy stuff. But Ned Beatty was definitely one of the great careers of all time. I agree. And, you know, it would be Network, Rudy, and Superman would be the three, right? And Deliverance, obviously. And Deliverance. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Chuck, that will wrap things up for this week. You did a wonderful job. How did I do this week? I do all right. Yeah, but I, I, I felt really, guilty. I got to be honest. I felt guilty last week, and I realized no beyond a beside adventure talk. I, there was a guilt. I was guilty for almost a week until we did this. Thank you. <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> All right, we'll give you an extra star at the end of this. Always a pleasure. And to the audience, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media.